Here's your host, Alexander Garrett. Hey, I'm Alex Garrett, and uh, thanks for once again listening to my podcast. On the line with me once again is Ryan C. Vett. We had him on Veterans Day to talk about millennials and the gig economy. But I know, Ryan, you've been trying to launch your app, the Boone app, here in New York, yet Governor Cuomo might take a page out of California and regulate gig economy? Absolutely. We've seen a lot of regulation happening in the gig economy, starting in California, which seems to be a springboard state. I would say if the regulation comes either in California or New York, we're going to see that trickle throughout the rest of the country. And in September, Governor Newsom of California signed this bill into law. And basically what it was trying to do was really trying to classify these independent contractors. Are these people that are truly independent or do they work for a company? Are they employees? And a lot of the legislators that were behind it were saying that the purpose is to help gig economy workers, so traditionally your Uber and Lyft drivers is what they were focusing on, get those benefits or get fair pay, make sure that they had time off, make sure that they had health care workman's comp, and some of those things. And so a lot of Uber drivers and Lyft drivers got behind it and were really excited. And then come January 1st, 2020, uh, the, the strike of midnight, all of a sudden, that the law came into effect, and Uber sent out emails uh, actually a little bit earlier in, in 2019 saying, if you become employees, we'll be able to control where you drive, how you drive. Um, not exactly how you drive. I guess they can't control your, your speed limit unless you're driving a Tesla and they have control. But uh, where you drive, when you drive was the, the word I, I was looking for. And, and so they all of a sudden tried to implement all these control levels. And California and now New York is uh, – bouncing around a law, as are a couple other states. New Jersey passed uh, what I'd call a baby gig economy law uh, earlier in 2019, and all of these states are now kind of following suit. Why? I mean, I think freelancing is such a beautiful thing. I think gig economy is a beautiful thing. Why do these politicians want to attack it so much? You know, I think there's a, a lot of things, and employee misclassification is kind of the, the root word at all of this. And if you look at the IRS, the IRS has had uh, decades of trying to properly classify employees, and they have talked uh, at great length about the consequences of classifying an independent contractor or what we're calling freelancers today, what, what a free, classifying a freelancer as an employee. Uh, there's different tax implications, and so when someone works as a freelancer, uh, oftentimes taxes aren't paid. Uh, when they should be, but even more than that, employee taxes, uh, Social Security tax, Medicare, all those taxes are not being taken out. So really freelancing costs or potentially costs the state and the federal government a great deal of money. So if you look at the root cause behind it, a lot of this goes to taxes and the potential tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions of dollars that California will now collect if these individuals um, are, are classified as employees. And same with New York. Uh, New York will have something very similar. And, you know, they've been attacking writers as well as part of the CA-5. It's just horrible what's going on with this bill, and the fact that it's trickling elsewhere is, is also very scary. Now, Ryan, I know you also have a book. Have you covered regulations in the book that you wrote? I did not. So Cracking the Millennial Code is a management and leadership book, but I've had a lot of conversations about uh, why millennials choose the gig economy over uh, a traditional day job, or they, they go to work for eight months and – they, they realize that their side hustle is, in fact, uh, generating as much or more income, and they, they hop the, 
the fence and, and go work, uh, you know, in the gig economy for a long time. And uh, millennials generally actually, believe it or not, are rule followers. However, it has to be like spelled out so crystal clear. Uh, I, I use the example in the book. I say, if you uh, tell a millennial to jump across the Grand Canyon, they're going to pull out Google and say, what is the shortest distance across the Grand Canyon? And they're going to jump across that. When really, if you were, let's say, a baby boomer manager, you were saying, no, you've got to find the widest gap and the deepest gap and the most treacherous and jump across it. So if you don't give a millennial clear instructions, they're not going to uh, follow it. And I think with with some of the tax implications, millennials, uh, again, more or less want to be rule followers. But if it's too complicated, most millennials will just kind of throw in the towel and hope that there's not consequences. So uh, complicating some of these laws will be really interesting to see how millennials come along and uh, – you know, figure out how to how to pay taxes uh, appropriately. Right, and Ryan, where where do you step into this conversation? Because I know you're facilitating an app that actually helps millennials get gig work, and and that's a beautiful thing. So, where would you say your role is with all of this gig economy? Yeah, I think one of the cool things about Boone from the very beginning, uh, we set out with the model practicing good. Uh, and, and the word boon, the name comes from an old English word that means doing something good or beneficial. So at the core of who we are, um, we're practicing good. And one of the things that we're trying to do is we're trying to make sure that we instill fair pay. We're offering access to benefits. Now, we aren't providing benefits because we're not the direct employer, um, but we're offering access to benefits. So we're doing a lot of the things that some of these bills have promised to do while allowing the individual to ma maintain their independence. Um, one of the other big differences that our application does, uh, just because of the nature of working in healthcare, is we allow a, a practice, which is our, our hiring entity, imagine them being the writer in, in the Uber Lyft conversation, we allow the practice to opt for either a W-2 employee or a 1099 contractor based on how they're going to work with that individual. So they can actually toggle the box uh, in their account choosing how they want that individual paid. And so really it's a direct, um, you know, it's a direct hire uh, type opportunity and Boone is just more the facilitator with the matches. So uh, we are slightly different than the, the other gig economy apps in that way. So thankfully, and even in California when the law was written, uh, some of the healthcare providing, providers that we work with, dentists, uh, veterinarians, things like that, were excluded from the bill. They were automatically exempt. So that doesn't impact us. Now, I have not seen any drafts of the New York bill that's supposedly bouncing around Albany right now. Uh, and so I will be curious to see uh, if they provide similar exemptions or not. Well, and so are you, because I know, has the launch happened in New York yet? What, what's the update there? Yeah, so we've done um, some pilot runs specifically in and around Manhattan um, and some of the boroughs there, and uh, we're doing what we call a controlled launch. So, uh, yeah, you can sign up. Uh, you probably won't get direct access to the app. We're, we're slowly rolling it out to those. Uh, we call them friendlies, uh, people that we, we know and can get feedback with just to make sure, you know, every city has its unique uh, quirks. Like, for example, uh, where we launched in North Carolina, there's a 25-mile radius. If we did that in New York, uh, you'd be in every other state and never get there. So, you know, just yeah. little things that we work yeah. out. Uh, and, and so we're, we're in that process. We do hope by Q2 uh, to be fully live, open to anybody that wants to use Boone in, in uh, New York City in particular. Yeah, and then uh, – I'd yeah, love to sit ahead. down in person with you and talk about the launch if you're ever – whenever you're in New York, once it's launched, love to sit down in person and say, hey, I'm actually meeting Ryan Vett. And he's got some great news. If you'd, if you'd like to do that, I'm down. Absolutely. Well, I'd love to do that. I'm in, in New York a lot, so that would be fun. 
So, Ryan, knowing that you want to launch and knowing that Cuomo is doing this, are you nervous? Are you – I wouldn't say work around because you don't seem like a guy that would work around the regulations, but are you preparing for, for what could possibly happen here? We're, we're definitely looking at alternatives, um, and I think the way that we've structured our app is probably – um, again, I, you said it, and I don't necessarily like the word workaround, but I think the solution that we found is opting the hiring entity, that practice, to choose whether or not they're hiring employees or contractors. So, um, you know, that does put a little bit of the, the onus on the practice to hire correctly. And so what we're trying to do is educate to the best of our ability without being legal counsel because we don't want – that's not the business we're trying to be in. But educate these individuals, hey, this is what you need to be aware of. Actually, an article of mine just came out in Forbes this week uh, online. You can search. It. Um, it's about AB5 and the gig economy and how, how hiring freelancers is going to be, uh, you know, impact your business in 2020 across the board. And so we talked about some of the things in that article that you need to be aware of regardless of the state. You mentioned a couple minutes ago, Alex, that uh, freelance writers are, are being let go. And I think the most interesting thing is between New York City and uh, California, there's over 200 Vox writers. Vox is located in, in uh, New York. Uh, that were laid off in the state of California all because of this law. Uh, and so it's it's just really uh, interesting to see that this isn't just impacting California, even though the law is based there. It's impacting states, uh, really every single state, and workers in every state. Now, you mentioned you were in Forbes, so check that out. Uh, Forbes, how do we find that article from you, Ryan? Uh, you can just either Google my name and Forbes, Ryan Vett and Forbes, um, and it'll pop up. Uh, or you can go to Forbes and type in gig economy, and uh, I think, as far as I understand, I'm one of the only articles recently that addresses AB5 and the gig economy, so well, it should be pretty close to the top if you go. There's not much vocal opposition or even discussion about this. Would you agree? Yeah, I mean, I, I've been on a, a lot, had a lot of conversations uh, from both sides uh, of the argument, saying AB5 is great and AB5 is, you know, horrible. And I, you know, for me, I think AB5 is something that we can't run away from. It is going to be, you know, something similar is going to be regulated across the country, whether at a federal level or at a state level. And so I, I don't think we need to run away from it and either hate on it or love it. Because there's a lot of work on both sides that need to be done. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, freelancing is not going away. Um, you know, America was built on this idea of capitalism. And uh, freelancing is kind of an individual's uh, ability to be kind of a capitalist, to, to run their own business, to grow as big or small as they want, to work as hard or as little as they want, to earn that extra money. So it's not going anywhere. Uh, I, I think we do need to have more conversations. And I think uh, the other thing is, the conversations need to, to be very clear to those that's impacting. These Uber and right. Lyft drivers that you see, I would say, over the summer in California protesting um, for AB5 saying, hey, we need this, we need benefits, we need fair pay, are the very same people that are now holding signs saying, I can't work because I, I'm not being allowed to work. And so I think you know education needs to be provided on the good and the bad uh, because there is both in, in these bills and figure out – really, um, you know, educate people so they know where to stand and where to put their support. Um, because unfortunately, I think in this case, as often happens in legislation, the main group that this was supposed to impact positively is one of the groups that was hurt the most. Well, right. And I remember last summer, I mean, there were literally people bringing caskets to City Hall because they saw their fellow taxi drivers, Uber drivers committing suicide because of the, the wow. you know, the strain. And so, 
Uh, it's just sad now that that's not helping them. You know, and the other thing I'm thinking of is New York has a lot of startups, and this feels like it's going after the startup economy as well. Would you agree? I do agree that's impacting it. I don't think it was intended to at all. Uh, but one of the things that you see, you, you obviously see marketplace, your gig economy startups is one side of it. But the other side of it, and I do talk about this in the article, is that Boone, um, we want to be a gig economy platform built primarily on the gig economy, meaning we've used Upwork uh, pretty much exclusively and spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on a platform that provides freelancers. And now... Um, any freelancer that we've worked with in California, which at this time we don't have any, but we have had some, um, it, you know, now that changes the way we have to work with them. And in my opinion, if you look at the IRS's website, and the IRS, by the way, uh, I forgot mm-hmm. to mention this, put out uh, a very useful tool, which I, I can't say I've said about the IRS before, um, but it's an extremely useful tool on the gig economy. And if you're a worker, if you're a hiring entity, or if you're a platform, exactly what tax documents you need to issue. So um, it, it's in very plain English, easy to read, easy to understand, uh, and it makes it very, very clear what the federal stipulations are. And that came out just uh, within the last several weeks. So uh, check that out if you are a driver or a freelancer. It, it makes sure that you know exactly what to do. It's done extremely well. Uh, so really props to the IRS. But uh, going back to... To what I was saying is, uh, you know, th- this idea of startups that are hiring these freelancers that could have massive tax implications that they don't know about. Right. Uh, it could really be devastating to these startups. Hey, I- I've got a question. So you mentioned earlier that you you don't really hire; you get people hired through through Boone. Uh, what companies, if you don't mind asking, do you work with on there? Where can people? Uh, who do you connect uh, freelancers with on your app? Yeah, so Boone connects licensed healthcare providers uh, to work opportunities. And, and so we only work with uh, licensed uh, – right now we're primarily focused on dental. So we're looking at dentists, dental assistants, dental hygienists, and then kind of the dental support staff that, that's around the office, whether that's doing sterilization or uh, you know scheduling, billing, things like that. And, and so that's our primary market right now. And so those are the, those are the workers. Those are the drivers, if you will. Sure. The the riders or the hirers are the practices. So if you've got, let's say, you know, Dr. Smiles on Fifth Avenue, uh, then Dr. Smiles could use Boone to request uh, a hygienist for the day when his or her uh, hygienist did not make it to work. And, and so that's that's sort of the use case. It is not a consumer-facing app, uh, which, I mean, I guess if you really wanted to download it, you could. Uh, you wouldn't get through very far because you do have to have certain insurance and licenses. But uh, so we do we are operating at a different caliber than Uber and Lyft are and catering to a very niche um, healthcare market. And as we expand to veterinary medicine, uh, you know, the, again, uh, it would be be slightly different uh, than kind of the consumer style gig economy app that we've seen so far. So being that you work with the employer and the employee, uh, does that do you feel like you have to watch what you say when you write about the gig economy or? Are everybody on that app pretty much on the same page with, you know, agreements and whatnot? Yeah, I, I think uh, one of the most common questions my team gets is, you know, about taxes or about employee classification or something to that effect. You know, how do I how do I pay taxes with this person? How do am I actually hiring them? And, and so the best example, and it's not a good example, and one we're trying to figure out how to be better at is. Sort of like we're kind of like an ADP or a paychecks where we're helping you with the payment. We're helping you um, if you need some of the tax items prepared. 
but we're also sort of like the Uber where we're matching you, but we're also like eHarmony because we're matching you based on license credentialing, uh, some personality markers. So we've got, uh, I often say Boone is like Uber meets eHarmony uh, meets staffing. Uh, and so we're, we're really trying to uh, help educate because there are so many questions and people are afraid. They don't want to do the wrong thing. I mean, generally speaking, especially when it comes to taxes, uh, people fear the IRS and, and they want to do what is right. And so we're trying to make it as clear as possible for them to be able to do that. But I would say uh, this rising legislation has been one of our greatest challenges in just trying to educate people on, hey, this is what you're, This is just a new tool. Before you used a person to go out like a headhunter, imagine us being a digital on-demand headhunter. Um, and, and so that's been, you know, education has been a challenge for us. Hey, Ryan, uh I'm glad you're doing what you do. It sounds like you're actually bettering a lot of people's lives, both on the hiring and the, you know, and the looking for job side. So uh, kudos to that. And I, I want to know, please come back when this bill maybe gets passed. Who knows? It seems like it would once it's all hammered out. Let's talk more about this because it's a conversation that doesn't take one episode, you know? Right. Absolutely. All right. Ryan, that Boone app and, and the book is Cracking the Millennial Code? Yes. And so, Ryan, thanks for joining us today, and we will have you back sooner than later. Thanks, Alex. I'm Alex Garrett, and that was this conversation on Keep It Real with Alex Garrett.